Good morning, gorgeous. How are you ladies doing this morning? I hope you're all doing fantastic. For those of you who are new to my channel, welcome. I'm Dr. Michelle Daff, and if you're returning, welcome back. I'm so happy that you're here. We're gonna do a Q&A today from the questions that you posted on my podcast. Before we get into the video, I just want to say thank you so much to every single one of you ladies that listens to my podcast, that watches my videos here on YouTube, all of you who return and support with your kind comments. I just want to say thank you so much for being a part of my family. And thank you to every single person who supports my fragrance line, Fine Forever. You can visit Fine Forever to purchase my signature fragrance, 2911. And I have some wonderful new fragrances coming soon, so keep your eye out for that. Today I'm answering three questions. One is about femininity. The other is about dating a person who is not a Christian when you are a Christian. And the third is about crystals and being into the things of this world. So go ahead and sit back, relax, get something to drink, get something to write with, and let's talk about this. Thank you so much for your question, Alexis. This is a really good question that comes up very often in relationships. And a lot of these answers are going to depend on where you are in your relationship, in terms of how long you've known him, how old you are, all of these things. But just in general, when you're dating someone, it's important for you to know whether you are going to be in your feminine or in your masculine. Because they need to be balanced. You can't have both of you being in your masculine energy or both of you being in your feminine energy. There does have to be sort of like a decision and that decision just comes off of what you're naturally more drawn to. Are you more comfortable operating in your feminine or in your masculine in relationships? Most women are in their feminine and especially for those of you who really don't understand why things haven't worked out for you or what's kind of going wrong in your relationships. The feminine energy is so important for you to be able to understand and being comfortable living in your femininity is something that you should cherish and hold on to. So as far as your question goes, if you have been in your feminine this whole time, but this man is bringing things out of you that you feel kind of push you to behave in a very masculine way because you're annoyed, then communication is going to be key. You're going to have to have a conversation and talk to him about whatever is bothering you. Now, this is not comfortable, but it's absolutely necessary. And as a feminine woman, there is a way to talk to a man who is masculine in terms of telling him what's wrong. And I would recommend when you do talk to him, it's important for you to honor his masculinity, honor that logical, cerebral side of him that kind of wants to know why from a really non-emotional standpoint. So when you're telling him, I understand that, you know, you have a right to do whatever it is that you're doing, right? Kind of honoring the fact that he has a choice. He can behave however he wants to behave. He doesn't have to do anything. But then stating your feelings, like when you do this, it makes me feel like A, B, C, and D. So you're always kind of coming back to your feelings as a feminine woman. It's important that those two, again, are balanced where, you know, he's going to be looking at it from his masculine lens, but he's expecting you to speak and show up 
in your feminine. Otherwise, you're going to definitely have a clash like you're having right now. So telling him your feelings about it. Now, when you do that, you're also going to ask him, so what do you think about this? Not how do you feel about that, but what do you think about that? Going back to the logical part and allow him to explain to you what he thinks about how you feel. If he dismisses your feelings, if he wants to argue, then of course, you know, you're going to kind of stop it right there. Or you can go down another route where you tell him how you're feeling, kind of like the same way that I just modeled, but then letting him know that you're not going to be able to tolerate it. And if he continues, you're going to have to leave. Now, I don't want to make it sound like you have to give him an ultimatum because it's really not an ultimatum. You're just letting him know where you are and what you can handle. And that's just what it is. <laughs> you know, it's important as a feminine woman that you know what you want, you know what you can handle and that you're going to do what's best for you. And if this person is doing things and not being able to stop, you are going to have to honor yourself and move away from that relationship. Now, when you do tell him this, it's absolutely necessary that you're a woman of your word and that you stick with it, that you actually do what you say you're going to do. So don't say, well, you know, if you continue this, unfortunately, I can't handle it. I'm going to have to leave until you stop. Make sure you leave. Make sure you leave because they will test you. Men will test you to see if you're really a woman of your word and if you're going to honor yourself and honor your own words. And with things like this, I always say it's so important for you to pray about it and allow the Lord to give you like the right opportunity, saying it in the right moment, having God's strength, because depending on your personality, you may not feel strong enough to be able to bring these issues to light. And these are things that do require you to have that spiritual strength, to know that you can do it, you have help, and God is with you. And on top of that, it's also necessary for you to pray about it and think on these things to realize what kind of man you're dealing with. There are some things that people do that are personality quirks. There are some things that people do that are just, you know, no one's perfect. Every single person you date is going to do certain things that are going to irritate you because they're human. So it's important for you to acknowledge that, give them some grace, and weigh out all of the things about him. Is this person 80% everything that you need and 20% super annoying? You know, and kind of be realistic with yourself. Is this someone who really is a great person, but these little things kind of get on your nerves? Is that worth walking away from? For some of you, it is. But more often than not, we sort of sometimes blow things up out of proportion because we're expecting perfection. And that's never going to happen. But again, I don't know what these issues are specifically. If they're things that have to do with his character and, you know, his morals, maybe some vices or behaviors that are just unacceptable. Absolutely. Like it should be a non-negotiable. But if it's something that really is a personality quirk or an annoyance, those things can be worked out rather easily depending on how you present it. So I hope that was helpful and I hope that things work out well in your relationship. Thank you so much for your question and thank you for all of your support. Thank you so much for your question, Sandra. So this is a question that comes up quite often and 
I know I've addressed it before many times, but I think this is something that we struggle with so much because we're being presented with these men that we really like, but we have something internally that sort of makes us pause. And in this situation, you said that you're dating this guy or you're thinking of dating him and he's Muslim and you're Christian and you just don't know if this is something you should continue with. First and foremost, the beautiful thing about being a child of God is that he gives you free will. Okay, so you're never going to hear me say you have to do this. God doesn't even do that. You have free will. God gives you his direction and allows you to choose. That's a beautiful thing because every choice is your own. With anything that you do in life, whether it's a relationship, a financial decision, a decision about your education, your body, your health, it's always important for you to weigh the costs before getting into it. Weigh the costs. So what is this going to cost you? If you get into a relationship with this man who is a wonderful man, a great husband, a great boyfriend, whatever it might be, but he does not share the same spiritual beliefs as you, what is that going to cost you in the future? In the moment, it's not a big deal. If the person has great morals and you guys get along, it doesn't feel like it's much of a big deal. It's typically not a big deal until things start to happen, until life starts to kick in, until children come into the picture. That's when you start to see a major shift. But going back to you and your status as a child of God, you are bought with a price. The Lord has you as his child because Jesus died for you and gave you this beautiful life ahead of you. And with that, he gave you instructions. And one of those instructions is to be equally yoked with your partner. What that means is that you both share the same spiritual values. You are both Christians. And hopefully you're both born again, filled with the Holy Spirit Christians, because you can be a Christian and still be unequally yoked with your partner because you're not both filled with the Holy Spirit. That's another conversation. But getting back to your question, it's necessary as a child of God for you to follow his directions for you. The Lord loves you so much and puts these things in place for your protection and for your good. Nothing that God asks you to do is just because. There's always a deeper reason to it, even if you don't understand it. There is that trust that you're yielding over to the Lord saying, your way is the right way. Everything about what you say is what I'm going to follow, not just whatever is convenient to me. So with that being said, when you're dating, that should be one of your number one priorities if you are a Christian. Is he a child of God as well? That's going to dictate the way that your home runs, the way that he treats you. It's going to impact the way that your children are raised, the things that may come up later on in life, you know, maybe he has things about his religion that conflict with yours and that can cause some serious problems in the home and a lot of confusion. I know from personal experience in terms of women that I've spoken to and sort of counseled, women that I was friends with and am friends with who decided to go against this and dated men who were of different spiritual, religious backgrounds. And during the dating process, you couldn't tell him nothing. 
You couldn't tell him nothing. But honestly, I cannot tell you one person who that ended up well with. There was something that always happened in every situation, scaling from minor painful hurt to serious abuse and turmoil. And every single one of those situations, as a friend and as a friend who's a child of God, we had conversations about it. But again, it's very difficult once you're already in that situation to pull back from it because you like them so much and you can make tons of excuses for yourself. But it never ended up well. It never ended well. And to me, personally, I don't think it's ever worth it. No person is ever worth going against what the Lord would want for me. And having that trust in God and knowing that He can provide me with a wonderful man that meets all of His requirements and not relying on myself. Because when I rely on myself, I will go with whatever looks good, feels good, tastes good in the moment. You know, it's like, why pass this person up? They're so great. Yeah, they are. But that goes against your covenant, your relationship with God. And I always come back to the question, is it worth it to you? Is it really worth it? Are you willing to deal with the consequences that come with that decision? And again, the decision is ultimately yours. But praying on these things, asking God to reveal things to you, asking the Lord to help you, to strengthen you, to give you more faith, all of those things are going to help this decision pan out better. And there may be some of you who are already married to people because maybe this wasn't as important to you initially, and it's kind of like a little too late for that. If you're in that situation, you know, prayer, asking the Lord to help you to maintain your beliefs, maintain the things that he's asked you to do and living your life in a way that is honorable and can even possibly influence your husband if he is in another religion or if he does not believe in God at all. Having that spiritual covering over your family and you staying rooted in Christ is the most important thing. So I hope that answered your question and gave you more clarity. With every single thing, my love, the Lord will always guide you. The Holy Spirit will always give you direction and help. You will always know in your spirit. And unless you follow God as his child, you will never have that godly peace that comes with knowing that you are in the center of his will, you are doing the right thing, and you are not willfully going against what he's asked you not to do. Thank you so much for your question, Amanda. This is an interesting question, and I'm happy that you asked it because all of these things can get quite confusing in this world. Starting from the beginning, looking at Genesis in the Bible, when the Lord created the earth, He created everything to be good. And he said after he created it that it is good. It wasn't until after the fall of man that the earth became cursed. The ground became cursed and everything kind of shifted in that way. Things that were good maybe weren't so good anymore. In this particular case with crystals and stones, it's a matter of why. And again, with every single thing, hun, I want you to always go to God and ask God to help you to see things the way that he sees them. 
There's nothing wrong with gemstones and crystals and all these beautiful things that the Lord created. You will see them in the Bible. The Lord does talk about sapphire and all these other beautiful stones that he created, and he even relates them to himself. However, we in this fallen world have used some of those things to replace God. And that's where we have the struggle where we have a stone and we rely on that stone for good luck, for peace, for less anxiety, for all the things that the Lord wants you to rely on Him for, we are going to stones and idolizing those stones for those very things. We put so much of our hope and our faith in these stones, having them all around our rooms, wearing them as jewelry, constantly thinking about them. And not just that, but when things happen, giving the credit to the stones, that is an idol. That is making an idol out of God's creation. And the Lord wants you to honor and to value and to praise Him as creator and not praising His creation. And that's a very distinct difference. And in addition to that, when it comes to a lot of these stones and crystals and things of that nature, a lot of people who practice witchcraft, and practice other devious sort of practices that the Lord abhors, that God hates, that truly is in rebellion to God, use a lot of these things. They use it to be able to create energies and things of that nature that are just against God's practices, and He doesn't like them. And (laughs) if you read your Bible, you'll be able to see exactly where He talks about these things, how these things are used by people in the Bible and what the Lord does about it. Needless to say, these stones do carry energy and things of that nature. They are part of creation. They're part of nature and they do come with that. And it's important for you to know exactly what's in your room, exactly what's in your home, because those objects do carry spiritual energy. And why would you want to bring something into your home that you don't understand? Why would you want to risk your mental health or risk your spiritual health based on things you don't understand. If you are dealing with these kinds of things, then you know, I've had so many women, especially since I made that particular podcast, reach out to me and tell me about stones and things that they had in their rooms, how they couldn't sleep, how it brought so much anxiety to them. There is energy in those things. There's energy in a lot of spiritual things that maybe you don't even know about that could be in your household and things of that nature. And if you read your Bible, there are plenty of examples of items that carried spiritual energy that caused destruction for people. It's, to me personally, it's just not worth it. And again, depending on why you're using it, why you have it. When I was younger, I had a lot of those stones around because I just thought they were beautiful. And I had no idea that they carried any energy, any spiritual power. I just I just had it in my room. That is very different than me purchasing it because I want to heal from a heartbreak or I want to attract a certain job or a certain relation. Once you do that, you are relinquishing your spiritual control over to an object. And that's where it clashes with God. So again, with these things, you know, pray about them. Ask God to reveal certain things to you. Ask the Lord to give you more insight allow you to maybe study it or talk to someone who is very well knowledgeable in these things and get more information. But 
again, just like the previous question, when things don't feel right, when something feels funny in your spirit, it's important for you to acknowledge it. And my question is always, why risk it? What would be the benefit to you by risking this thing? Is having a relationship with your Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, enough? Or do you need other sort of assets or trinkets to be able to get to whatever you want? And that's the real question here. I hope that helps you. Thank you so much for listening to the podcast. Thank you for your support and for your question. I know a lot of people have questions about this and a lot of people sort of make excuses and (laughs) find lots of loopholes and things of that nature to make themselves feel better. But when you look at it as a whole, it's always a matter of who are you worshiping, the creator or his creation. I appreciate you trusting and asking these questions and being open to hear feedback. I hope that this was helpful to anyone who was thinking about any of these situations. And if you have a question for me that you'd like me to answer, then head over to my podcast and I have directions in the info box below as to how to leave me a voice message and hopefully I'll be able to answer it soon. Make sure to follow me on Instagram at a feminine impression and my personal page at Dr. Michelle Daff. And of course, make sure to listen to my podcast, A Feminine Impression, for more feminine content. And visit my fragrance line, findforever.com, and purchase my fragrance 2911. Thank you for all of your love and all of your support. May the Lord bless you and keep you. Big kisses to you all. Bye-bye. Thank you so much, my love, for being here, listening to this podcast, and spending some time with me today. I hope that the information that you heard here today will bless and open up your life for you to be the woman that God created you to be. Make sure to follow me on my Instagram page at A Feminine Impression and my personal page at Dr. Michelle Daff. Also, visit my YouTube channel, Dr. Michelle Daff, for more information and lots of video content on femininity. I would also love your support in purchasing my fragrance from my brand, Fine Forever, by visiting www.fineforever.com. And remember that in all things you do, make a feminine impression.